as parents, what I'm realizing is we are actually, I mean, we're literal storytellers in the amount that we tell stories to our kids and read stories and tell about our childhood to them to help them know about who we were. Super important stuff. But then we are like kind of this, this beyond this moment into the future storytellers helping frame a story for our kids down the road for how they'll talk about our family, how they will, how they will talk about their childhood. And I think that's what you're saying, Katrina, is like, yeah, yeah when your kids grow up, they're going to talk about their brave mama. They're going to talk about how their mom shifted careers and, and, and focused on helping people in radical ways to change their lives. That's what they're going to talk about if you lean into this. What's up, my soul sister? Welcome to the Happy, Purposeful, and Free podcast, where we are all about living our brightest, most authentic, kick-ass life that we actually love. My name's Katrina, and I'm your guide, obsessed with giving you the tools to help you get from where you are now to where you want to go in life, relationships, and business. This podcast is all about having fun, showing you there is more to the sober life and the real talk as we share inspiring stories, tips, and tricks to help you boldly pursue your life. You are not alone in this deal, so let's do this thing together. Welcome back to another episode of the Happy, Purposeful, and Free podcast. I am just incredibly excited for my guest today. I know all of you are going to love him because I fell in love with him just after a few moments of conversating with him. He is one of the most, he has one of the biggest hearts that I know and really leads uh, with service in mind and truly wants to just help people in such a a beautiful way. I think that Alex Street is one of those rare gems that you find where you know he is just true and he's real and he is not coming at you with an agenda or whatever. Like he's just one of those people that you want to be in a space with all the time. Alex is a storytelling coach helping you share your story to connect with your audience. He has been a youth worker, actor, and public speaker for two decades. He is the host of the Fearless Speakers Academy and the Make Speaking Magical video course. He has a master's in theological studies, lives near Toronto, Ontario, as a husband of 15 years and dad to three Gen Z kids. Thank you, Alex. Welcome to the show. Wow. What an intro. I My heart is filled up already. This is a good place to come in. Katrina, I am so, so glad to be here. This is a real joy, a real pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me in. You're welcome. Um, No pressure now after that that intro, but (laughs) you know, I am very intentional with the people that I allow to come into this space and Mm -hmm. that one gets, you're in my space, but you're also in the space of my audience. And Mm -hmm. I, and I treasure that so much. And so what I share with them about who you are is nothing but truth. Mm. And I'm, I make sure that that's genuine and real. So I, I just, I think you're amazing. And I'm so glad that you're here. It kind of like, it kind of feels like I was just truly like, I was just, you know, when somebody gives you a gift and you're like, oh yeah, okay, we'll give gifts. Like, or they give you, you know, it's, oh, thanks for that, this little birthday present. And they give you something and it's actually, 
like something really heartfelt and meaningful. And it just takes you back a little. You just, you're just taken aback just enough to be like, I want to say thanks. And I want to, I want to do the thing that I always kind of just do. And yet this is a little bit different. So that's, that's how I feel right now. Just with that intro, Katrina, that, that really is, it's like, you just gave me a gift that like, Oh, that was, that was a little different. That was, yeah, that was true. That was, um, those are words that, that, I need to receive right now. And, and I'm, I'm really grateful for that. We're starting off at a good place. This is, this is real stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. So let's get into it. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so we, we got the, the basics of who Alex is. Tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Oh boy. So I'm a story coach. Uh, it's a name that I've kind of landed on now that I didn't think that I would be confidently saying this is what I do, but this is what I do. I help people stand out with their story, which includes not only finding your story, but then turning that into a really clear message. And then this whole piece about like performing, actually showing up and communicating. Um, these are the things that I could talk about every day, all day, all the time, and then actually make an impact with. It's like, this is the actual dream place but it's because I'm doing that now because I've been doing that all my life right so I've been a storyteller I've been a performer really like my earliest memory I would say is is second grade when my mom put me on stage in the school show and I just haven't stopped since being on stage inspiring entertaining it's shifted and twisted and turned as you said youth pastor um you know speaker uh actor there's all kinds of ways that I was looking to perform and tell stories all through my life. And now really after a few significant moments of people giving me a chance or people really clarifying why this mat, why this kind of work matters. And even seeing that this is my superpower. Um, now here I am at this place where this is my main work. I do one-on-one -on -one coaching with people. I host a group program and I'm really helping people step into their confident self to stand out with, their authentic self, who they are rooted in their story so that they can stand out with their business, um, with their own personality, wherever it is that they find themselves. And it's <laughs> like, it is, it is a ride that got me here. And here I am helping other people kind of find the through line, find the theme through their own same sort of journey. It's yeah. really quite magical. Yeah, I I love it. And I love what you do. And before we go into that piece of it a little more, mm -hmm. I want to know who's who was Alex as a little kid? Yeah, uh, Alex. Okay, Alex is a mama's boy. First of all, <laughs> Alex. Oh, man. Um, like I was given dolls. Like, and I asked for, like, we go to Toys R Us and I pick out the, like the Disney doll, like Jasmine and Aladdin, yes. you know, the doll set. And so that's who I was out. But then like, also like I'm playing with Ninja Turtles and stuff, but I was, I was, I would want all those toys because I was playing, I was making up stories like so such epic, adventurous stories with my toys of which there was no short supply. My mom spoiled me like no end. Um, and and I, I would, I remember like just setting up these epic sets all through the house where you'd have like the one base is upstairs in my bedroom and the other base is down in the basement and the heroes have to make it all the way through. And if it was nice out, then we're in the backyard and there's toys getting dirt on them. Like that was me 
when I was alone. And then when I wasn't, or I was playing video games, but then I was with my brother, uh, my older brother is three years older than me. And we were making movies or skits or drawing out little crappy cartoons. Um, as we got older, we literally just spent our summers making videos together, like creating stories and movies and, and like zombie movies and all kinds of stuff. This was our life. Like my parents didn't have to worry about us getting into trouble because we're, we were like, if we got into trouble, it was because a cop would stop us. Oh, this happened. A cop actually stopped us and was like, what are you guys doing? We're like, uh, we're making a video. He's like, are you not part of that party down the street? We're like, oh, no, 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 no. They actually told us to stop. And we said, you guys are idiots. So the cop was like, oh, all right. Let me know if you need any help. <laughs> like, okay, great. <laughs> so we were getting into trouble. We were making stories. We were making, we were making stuff. And, and that's, that's something I just absorbed from my parents. So mm. as you're sharing that, like I'm literally, I'm picturing, even though I have no idea what you look like as a little boy, but like going back and just kind of being a part of that, that uh -huh. story, that lifetime. And it, I literally had some chills here and just like that giddy feeling you get when you're really super excited, because I was recalling like one of the conversations that you and I had, and we've talked about is we believe in magic, right? We believe uh -huh. in that, that stuff that when you're adults, most people kind of like, no, we don't do that anymore. That's for kids. That's kid stuff. And that's where you kind of taken me. Oh, that's fun. Because that that's, it's that wonder. It is. It's the imagination. It's the, the idea that we're, this is what I still, I have carried with me and have recently learned to really embrace about that childhood. That eight-year-old Alex is to see that, yeah, there's a wonder there's a creative spirit. There's a, a, I mean, it's not just like a joie de vivre, like a joy of life, right? It's an actual, like, what is out there? And then to actually see life, like unfolding in front of you, like a story. So you step into a situation. I, I was walking with my wife the other day and we're walking down the street and within, I don't know, within a minute, I, I swear I was on a set like in Los Angeles on a film studio because we're walking down the street. It was a, kind of a windy day. And <laughs> this just I think this just captures the whole thing that you're talking about here, of like how you see magic, you see the wonder. So we're walking and then this newspaper flies like over my shoulder and lands and sticks right against the fire hydrant in front of us. And it was like it was in like Back to the Future or something where the newspaper hits and it's like, save the clock tower. And it just stuck there. And I was just hoping that it was going to be some big headline like COVID-19 shuts the town down, whatever. It wasn't. But it was just this, how in the world did that newspaper stick right there? And then I look around the corner and this kid is like, I, he looked like a kid. He's blasting punk music as he turns, as he's driving his car with the top down. It's like March 12th. And he's just like bobbing to the music. I'm like, there's something about this moment. I don't know what it is, but it just feels like we're in a movie. And my wife was like, it's so crazy because you see that stuff. I would just walk by. I didn't notice it. I don't look around. I'm not, I'm not looking for these things, but you are. And as I discover that more, I'm realizing I'm like, yeah, that's, that's part of who I am. And it is part of this look for the magic, look for the wonder. What's the magic in this moment? Instead of thinking about what's next and what's to come or what has been that isn't anymore, there is magic in this moment. Can you find it? Mm, so 
was so good because I was just thinking about as you're describing that how so many people would miss that moment they do miss the magic in the moment mm -hmm. like I'm sitting here and it's a beautiful sunny day and I could see the trees with the sun shining on them and just think wow is this really my life to like is this really what's happening right now and how beautiful yeah. that is rather than yeah. just scathing over it yeah such a such a beautiful piece so actor youth worker all of the things how did you get to storytelling coach to become this entrepreneur that you are yeah so i mean this is right i look back and again i get it from my parents so my dad was a photographer for 40 years he was a professional photographer um, both and my mom was an actress and they both left england at 18 and 20 years old to move here and pursue their dreams so there's sort of this do it on your own spirit in my family, no doubt. Uh, my brother worked on film sets for about 20 years. He's done every role that there is to do in the credits, um, mostly script supervising and screenwriting. And then here I am stepping into acting out of high school to move into downtown Toronto and like make it big. Like I'm going to win an Oscar by the time I'm 21. That's the dream. That's going to happen. Had my speech written. Never used it. Um, and and as I'm living down there, I was also, I was just realizing that this isn't actually the joy. Like there was something missing in it. And I think it was an impact. I think I was actually drifting towards, I was volunteering at my youth group at the time and I was drifting way more towards that because there was impact there. Mm. I was connecting with young teens and like giving them an example of someone to be, whether it was a good one or not, I was at least there. And then I took this left turn, went to youth ministry for a lot of years. And through that was speaking and, and getting all kinds of opportunities to help. I mean, that's what, that's so much of what being a pastor is, is pulling people's stories out of them so that they can see them in a new light mm -hmm. to help them see what I see in them and, and what I believe God sees in them, which so many people miss when we're going through our life again talk about the magic in the moment do you see do you see this moment as the divine season do you see your life as the divine season so as i'm working through this and practicing all this and going through this i ultimately there was this still something missing and it's it was this it wasn't lasting impact because something's transforming with those kids and those families for sure but I wasn't showing up authentically. I mean, I was bringing my, what maybe I thought was my best self, but a lot of your listeners will get this where you're showing up every day, but you still don't really know who you are or why you're doing it. And that, that all changed for me. It was about eight years now, nine, oh, shoot, nine years. Um, like this week, uh, when my mom died and, mm -hmm. Oh crap. This is just a moment where I just realized that today, like, so she died on the 22nd of April. I don't know when this is going out, but anyways, so we're three days away. So the moment that I'm talking about right here happened this day, because it was just a day before she went into the ICU this day, like nine years ago, where she's, you know, hours away from not speaking anymore. And I had a conversation with her um, and just, you know, it's just one of those, like, what do you say? what do you say when you know, um, when you know, this is it. And, uh, I asked her, you know, like, why did you do what you did? 
why she was an entertainer for again 40 something years more than that she knew that's what she wanted to do since she was a little girl was was be on stage and and she she said to me that she did what she did she was an entertainer because she loved to connect with the audience so that they could go and take it from there to their lives so something shifted for me in that moment where I realized this isn't about me and the audience. I've been spending so much time thinking that this is me and the person in front of me. How can I impress them? How can I please them? How can I make sure that they notice me and remember me? But what she helped me realize then was actually I'm helping them in this moment take something to change their story beyond this moment. That's that's the real task here is what can I do in this conversation, Katrina, that will spread out from here into your life in ways that I will never know. But it changes your world and changes your story and therefore changes the world. And so it took me eight years to really come to the place of go like, oh, okay, I'm ready to buckle down. I'm ready to do this. Like, this is what I'm here to do. And then to get some models around that of what could that possibly look like to help people discover their story, to do that in a way that like as an actual entrepreneur, as a business, as a way that brings in income, I just needed some models. I needed some ideas around me of what that looked like. And then once I got that, I'm leaning into it and now helping tell stories because it's not enough to know your story. You need to be able to frame it so you can change the world. I'm literally holding back some tears right now because that was just incredibly powerful. First of all, Mm. honoring the emotion that just came up for you in remembrance of your mom. Yeah. And the impact of realizing what we do isn't just about the person in front of us, you know, Mm because we do, we talk about changing the world all the time. I want to go change the world and da, da, da. And I think we, some, sometimes people have a misconception of what that actually looks like. It is impacting that person in front of us, but then be able to, be able to connect the dots that because of that person in front of us that we're impacting, that goes out, like yeah. changing. So the way you just described it, I don't, I will not be able to like re-describe it so elegantly and beautifully. It, it hit home for sure for me. Hmm. I love it. Thank you. I mean, that's it. So, you know, yeah, Margaret. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, oh, yeah, that, that's it. She and and okay, it's so it's so fabulous because you speak of magic, you know, earlier like that. She was she was magic for me. So that's that's the thing I say. I was a mama's boy. Uh, I maybe actually didn't realize how much this was going <laughs> to, you know, center around her. But that's just let's uh let's receive what comes so um yeah to be that that mama's boy and then grow up and and walk in her footsteps as an actor is what i wanted to do i wanted to do what she did and then to learn that you know that key piece um that now really kind of defines and dictates my life and how and and the impact i'm here to make um yeah it's it's beautiful well, I'm going to be completely truthful with you right now because that's what I do on this podcast is just mm-hmm. you speaking of her in that way makes me think about my own relationship with my own boys. Uh, you know, my my youngest is two and a half, but then there's Tristan, my, he's technically my first one, a uh, first kid, uh, 
he was born first out of the twins. So he, he yep. gets to say he was first, <laughs> you know, my 12 year old boy. And he is, he's my, he's my little mama's boy. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking about sometimes I reject that. And then I'm also mm-hmm. thinking about the impact of what I'm doing and the change that I've created in my own life and how that may affect, you know, him in the future. So mm-hmm. I'm just tying those together and I'm just, it's, you're getting me to think, which I love. This is, you know what? I love that you brought it to parenting because this is what I, uh, what I'm realizing about stories and storytelling, especially as parents. But, but I know that there's a lot of listeners who aren't in that space and, and I don't want you to tune out here. I want you to see how, um, your impact, uh, you, you, the story that you tell impacts others and, and with so much of the work that I do, we jump back to people's childhood. It's fascinating to me how people define that and how quickly they, they can summarize an entire childhood <laughs> or an entire relationship with their parents. You know what I'm saying? Just to jump to the now in their story. And so people will often say something along the lines of, yeah. So, I mean, my story starts, you know, coming out of university, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, it doesn't. Your story starts earlier than that. What was your family like? Who were they? And they're like, oh, my dad was supportive. My mom was, my mom worked a lot and she was pretty hard on me. Um, yeah. And then I just hung out with friends a lot. and that's it. That's the story. And so I'm, what I'm trying to figure out is as parents and right. So I've got a 14 year old and 11 year old and eight year old. I'm trying to figure out with my wife, how do we, how do we help them as much as possible to, to, to have language for the story? So 10 years from now, my 20, when my 14 year old is in therapy and she's talking about <laughs> her life, how, what's she going to talk about? Is she going to talk about how we didn't have enough money for a long time? Is she going to talk about how, um, you know, we, we struggled all the time and we, we were really down and, and, or she can talk about how we always kind of found the magic in, in life, how we, we were tight, no matter what happened, we were tight. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So as parents, what I'm realizing is we are actually, I mean, we're literal storytellers in the amount that we tell stories to our kids and read stories and tell about our childhood to them to help them know about who we were super important stuff. But then we are like kind of this, this beyond this moment into the future storytellers helping frame a story for our kids down the road for how they'll talk about our family, how they will, how they will talk about their childhood. And I think that's what you're saying, Katrina is like, yeah, "Yeah, when your kids grow up, they're going to talk about their brave mama. They're going to talk about how their mom shifted careers and, and, and focused on helping people in radical ways to change their lives. That's what they're going to talk about if you lean into this. Mm. 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 So good. Okay. I'm going to breathe <laughs> right now because <laughs> all of the emotions are coming up because it's just so powerful and so true when you when you can sit and, and really reflect on what you just shared there mm-hmm. and, and reflect on it in a way of not necessarily, oh my gosh, because maybe maybe you haven't showed up as the best parent, but guess what? Right now you can start to rewrite that story. Yeah, Like it can be anything. Mm -hmm. It can be anything. Oh, and again, right. So I'm the people I talk to, they stories of all kinds. It's 
it's truly, it's such a privilege because people open me up to things that they don't tell other people for some reason. Um, because I'm just there to listen. And this is the thing, you get all kinds of stories of people who had a totally broken relationship with their parents now, and now it's decent, or then, and now it's decent, or it's still broken, or they didn't get to say the goodbye. Like there is stories of all kinds, but that's just it. Exactly what you said is no matter what it was, as long as you're here, as long as you're breathing, it's, that's not what it has to be. Yeah. Who you were is not who you have to be. Who you were is not who you are. If you feel like who you were is who you are, that can be, and it's, and it's a stuck place. That's like the definition of despair. When you feel like I'm not getting out of this, I'm not changing and who I'm going to be is who I am. You're stuck and you need some help because mm. it's, it's simply not true, first of all. Yeah. And you just need some help to, to discover that about yourself and see that change is happening and it's, it's wide open possibilities. It, it really is. And that kind of actually is a good point into the question that I have for you about when your story feels too big or messy, how can you find what matters most? I love it. Um, <laughs> I kind of want to ask you, like, what do you think? <laughs> this is where I would take the time to actually sit down and start writing about my story, mm -hmm. you know? Make it making, start making a list. I've actually had clients do this. I want you to go make an, take an inventory. Yeah. I love it. You know, write out your story so you can actually see it because when it's in, when it's in our head, it, it can be jumbled. We can only, what we tend to focus only on, you know, what hasn't happened or what, mm -hmm. what happened to me in the, you know, the victim kind of mode, but when it feels so big, start writing pieces of it out. What are those pieces that jump out at you? And I know for my clients too, oftentimes they, they lack memories of the beautiful stuff. They focus more on like the drama, the messy stuff, the too big yeah. stuff. Yeah. But when you start sorting through it, those beautiful memories start to come resurface. Mm -hmm. That's, I, you nailed it. I think that's it. There's gotta be a starting place. And the starting place is really just like word vomiting, right? Like it's just, just get out the computer, get a coffee. This is what it was for me, literally two years ago when I started to think, okay, how am I going to do this? I had to figure out my why I had to figure out like, what is going to drive me through this? And I just started typing in Evernote, just going for it. Where did this begin for me? And as I opened that up, it, it formed into a story. I saw the moments. I started to highlight the moments that stuck out that matter the most, just from that one inspired kind of, you know, a, a drop, um, or draft, and then you start to pull those things out and, and see what are the most significant ones. And as you see those, you might still be like, yeah, okay, so I've got these 16 major points in my life. Well, how do I figure out what matters most? And at some point, this is the key, at some point, you just got to choose and realize that this isn't the end of it. This is a story that you get to tell forever. But at this point, if you just want something to get you going forward, something that you can show up on Instagram with today and say, this is how I got here, then just pick a moment. Pick a, a, that moment in university when that professor said, wow, you're a really good writer. Or pick the moment when your dad left. Or pick the moment when you fell down drunk and, and, and broke a limb. They all mean kind of the same thing that you felt unseen or you felt lost or you felt broken in some way until somebody helped you up again. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. 
if you know the theme, then you get to just pick a moment to talk about. And, and really what you're looking for then is this version of who I was and this version of who I am. And then some moment that got you here. That's all that you need to get started. So for me, right. So let me put this in, in context here. Um, because you were right on. So you, you, you start writing that out, you start to see all of this, but let's put some structure to it. Cause that's what, well, that's where the goods are, right? Yeah. Structure allows for the spirit to move. So when we, when we, uh, when I was telling my story earlier, I told you, you know, this is who I am right off the bat. I am a story coach and this is what I do. I help you tell your story, clarify your message, stand out with confidence. And I got here because I was always a storyteller. You know, first moment was on stage, two years old. So that's who I was or grade two. That's who I was. And then we filled that in a little bit. You asked a good question there, who I was as a kid. So that's filling in who I was. And then you brought me along the story there and you said, okay, so what, what got you to this point? What you're asking for there is that middle section, that climax. What was the, what happened moment? Now I've done the work here. So I know, and I can go right to that conversation with my mom. But I could have also told you about when Dave gave me the chance to speak for the first time at 17 years old. Or I could have told you about jumping into a mastermind for the first time with 50 other entrepreneurs, not knowing what the hell I was doing and feeling completely intimidated and out of my league. And then having one of them come over to me and say, this is your superpower. You need to lean into this. I could have told you about either one of those, but I chose my mom's story and let's call it, there was some guidance there. Mm-hmm. And so now I just gave you a three-part framework. I told you who I was as a kid, how I was always telling stories. I told you what happened, that conversation with my mom, and I've already told you who I am. And so now you've got this complete three-part story that makes absolute perfect sense. Mm, I love it so, so much. And, you know, this is, when I, when I truly got to know Alex, I jumped on a call, we jumped on a connection call, and he helped mm-hmm. me do this. And this is how, this is, how this podcast came to be the re the rebrand the re leveling up this is how the um my coaching my sober mom groups have come this is how it's changed is because you helped me walk through this and so you just so beautifully share and and help somebody walk through that and pick those moments out it's just amazing to me it's amazing like it's just amazing to me how, how seamless it is when you're well, working. So it's amazing because again, you talk about a lot of moments you could specifically, I remember you came to me, you're like, I've got a really big story and it's, <laughs> it's really big. And, and I mean, <laughs> yeah, join the line. Like there's a lot <laughs> of people that come to me with that. I've got a really big, like, I'm going to give you a run for your money here and like, bring it on because we all have a really big story. If I've lived 37 years and you've, if you've, if you've also lived 37 years, then guess what? We've got 37 years of story. Whatever happened in that is however big you make it. So I could make my moments as big, or I could think of my moments as big and treacherous and, and, and um, difficult as anybody. It's the, the moments themselves actually are, are pretty neutral. We just get to go back and, and see. And and the thing is, when you're coming to me saying, like, I've got a really big, complicated story, you're already telling a story about your own story. You know, so you're already telling me that 
you think that your story is too big. You think that your story is actually unrelatable. You think that your story is so confusing, which means that you think that you are too confusing. You think you are unrelatable. Do you see how this plays out? You think that, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, that was me so you're, for sure. <laughs> and then what do we do? We we get through that and you see, oh no, okay, yeah, well, there's this and there's this and there's this and it all kind of comes back to this. Yeah, well, this is who you are. You've got you you are resilient AF. Like let's let's get through this. That's that's what you've got. And since you've you've got up again and again and again, you're an authority to help other people do the same thing. Yeah. But now yeah. you're reframing the story completely. It's not a I'm too confusing. Now it's a I'm resilient. Let's go. I love it. A, a thousand percent. And I want to point out like I hope you all are taking notes right now and have been taking notes this entire time. Because this story, this piece that he just shared, it doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur or you're out there sharing on social media, like you could take this and use this for anywhere you're at in your life. If, if you're in a point, if you're in a space in your life where you're, you're holding yourself back and you know, you're, you're in that victim game, you're in that space of I'm not enough. I, you know, my story's too big. I'll never be any of that. It doesn't matter what your profession is. Like you could use this. This is gold for anybody who has a story, which is every human being on the planet. If you're alive and breathing today, you have a story. That's it. So people are either coming to me saying my story is too big or I don't have a good story, which is just a hot load of crap. And 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 somewhere in between that. And it's it's really it's about clarifying it. I need to clarify my story so I can talk about my coaching business. Great. Let's do that. Let's frame it into a really enticing, engaging um, you know, invitation, or I need to tell my story because I'm speaking on stage a lot and I, I, I need to do that. Yeah, great. Excellent. Let's now work on that performance piece, right? Now we're getting into a, a tighter kind of tweaking what to say and when. Um, and for some of us, yeah, it's really just about identity and confidence. Yeah. And, and that's what, that's a lot of what I, I deal with in my fearless speakers Academy is, is people really just saying like, there's something blocking me from showing up in person, online, communicating in general, I freeze what's in the way. Mm. And it's just a confidence piece. And when we understand our story, you understand your why. It's not the only one, but it is a major wall that we knock down that allows you to step forward and show up as you truly are. Mm, so, so good. I have one more question for you. And I really want to ask it because I'm curious as to what your response is because I've struggled with this myself in the, in the space that I'm in. Uh, what do we do when we're embarrassed by our story? More so what, how it might actually offend family members. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I question myself. <laughs> I ask this question sometimes on a daily basis, depending on what I'm sharing. Yeah. As I don't see my story the same way my parents do quite honestly. Yeah. So there's, there's a tough love piece to this, but I'm not going to start there because I think, you know, anybody can get on, ah, just share it, screw them. That, that's, that's actually a way that, A, I don't like to talk because I, I'd rather go solution-based and like deal with the problem instead of just power through it. I've never been someone to just power through stuff. And yet at some point, it really gets to that of like, okay, now you're just making this up. And, and you don't know that they're actually going to react that way, but you're making sure that nobody reacts that way. You're making sure that nobody gets to react at all because you're not sharing anything. 
So at some point, it's just just show up and share it and see what happens. But let's go before that. Let's go to something actually a little bit um, more strategic, maybe, which is looking at your story. And people think that, you know, for me to tell the story of my relationship with my dad, um, I would have to tell about the times that I came home and found him drunk, that I would have to tell about when he couldn't drive me to my friend's house, or I'd have to tell about how he flushed his business down the toilet because he, you know, lost opportunities and, and again, spent it all on alcohol, you know? And I mean, the, the reality is my dad has passed away as well. And so I all, I kind of feel this like freedom to like, I can tell it cause he's not going to hear it where he is, whatever. So I, there's, there's a bit there, but what I'm learning from that is no matter what, I'm telling my experience through those situations. So it's not about telling what he did. It's not about telling what failures he had. It's how I have received that and now translate that story. And as long as you're focusing your storytelling on your experience, then it, it really takes some of the pressure off of them. And, and take some of the responsibility off of them, whoever they may be in the story. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, totally. But of course, you're not off the hook because somebody's going to like go, okay, well, you didn't have to tell that story. So here's the thing. If you want to tell a story about that, you want to tell a story about, you know, you had to leave this marriage because this person was abusing you, but you don't want to talk about how they were abusing you because you still respect that person in some way, whatever that is. Um. You don't actually have to talk about those moments that we think we have to talk about. You can tell the moment generally. You say, I was in a marriage. It was not good. It ended because it had to end. What I learned through that moment, through that experience, is that I am stronger than I ever thought I could be. And now I'm helping you get through your moments that you know need to end for some reason. Whatever that reason could be, because I believe that you're already stronger than you think you are, and I'm going to help you see it as well. Do you see what happens there? Mm -hmm. So now I'm telling a story. I'm telling the story, but the power is actually in my transformation, not in the moment. And that's what all stories really are. Um, and so that that's where the clarity is needed. So you can tell any story about your family, because you know they actually don't have to be a part of it if you don't want them to be. Yeah. But if you do want them to be because, wow, people are going to really identify with this specific situation, then that's on you. You can do that. I would say ask permission first. Make sure that those people know. Make sure they know the power that it's going to bring and what your actual mission is, that you're not here to air dirty laundry, but you're here to help change lives and see where that goes. And ultimately, if they say they don't want that, then that's up to you because hmm. it's your story. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's so, so helpful. And uh, again, I hope you guys are taking notes because that was just beautiful. Like, ugh, so, so good. So many good nuggets. Alex, I just so appreciate you for being here, sharing all of this goodness with everybody. What have you got going on and where can we find you? So very good. Thank you. Um, we 
So I'm actually, uh, what am I doing? I'm doing one-on-one coaching. That's my main thing right now. I'm building uh, a, a new program that's going to come out very soon that I'm very excited about, kind of a, a, a refashioning of Fearless Speakers Academy as it exists right now, which is a group coaching program. And we're going to scale that up to a, a much more accessible level. So keep your eyes out for Fearless Speakers Academy um, if you're looking for that to help you really grow in confidence. But otherwise, one-on-one coaching to help you find your story and turn it into a message that matters. And um, that's that's where you can find me and where the most magic happens. So I'm love, looking forward to connect. I hang out mostly on Instagram at Street Says. So come and find me there. Let me know what you got from this and we'll start a conversation. Definitely. And most definitely I'll tag him in the show notes, but make sure you go follow him. He is so much fun to watch over there on IG with all the reels and the stories. And uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Is there anything else on your heart that you want to share with everybody before we go? Oh, gosh, I, I really my biggest hope is that you, you feel empowered through this to know that you are more interesting than you probably think you are. And we need what you have. So show up, share your story, and you'll start to change the world. Mm, So, so good. You guys, I know that you love this episode, so make sure you share it with somebody who needs to hear this message today. And until next time, boldly pursue your life until you are happy, purposeful, and free. so much for listening and if you loved this episode and know of someone else who has a powerful story and are doing big things please pass them on to me it would mean the world to me if you helped me get this message out to as many listeners as I can so please if you liked what you heard it goes a long way to take 60 seconds leave me a five-star review and share this episode with a girlfriend Don't forget to tag me on social media. And if that's not your thing, shoot me a DM because I would like to personally thank you for doing so. We are not meant to do this life alone. And I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you. Until next time.